0: Hello and welcome to start the week with Lorna and Lottie, um, where we chat culture, change, communications, coaching and leadership. Um, Hi Lorna. Hi
1: Lottie, how
0: are you? Yes, I'm all right. How are you? Well, in fact, you know what, Lorna, I'm suffering from a little bit of a vulnerability hangover right now. I don't know how you're feeling.
1: Hangover. Um. Yeah, I hate hangovers these days. Being in your 40s and having a hangover is a bad thing, right? But we have both had, this week, we've had what the great Brené Brown refers to as a vulnerability hangover, and we didn't realise that's what it was until you started doing some deep reflection and kind of shared those reflections with me. But I do think you're right.
0: Yeah, and the re- and the reason why is last week's podcast, we had three and a half minutes of rather silly um, ridiculous not ridiculous. silly nonsense between the two of us we both got slightly carried away we both forgot we were recording a podcast and we do like to be one take wonders that's true um and afterwards we both kind of went oh god what was that um was this too much have we crossed a line you know how are people going to perceive us were we you know deep breath." unprofessional will it have done us some damage what will clients think and we were we were in a little bit of a we were in a pickle for a little while there
1: we were having some existential angst weren't we around about tuesday from tuesday till thursday there was definitely a lot of belly button reflecting listening back trying to work out did i do one verse too many of the ballad of barry and frida um were we laughing too loud we had a, a proper few days where we thought have we been it's too much extra too much yeah. too yeah. much work podcast too much to put out on something like linkedin too much to share with people who we respect and want to work with um and then you had a little bit of an epiphany which has really helped us both shape our thoughts on this tell me yeah more. now
0: i have and actually do you know what i have Really deeply reflected on all this, and it, it's kind of brought a lot of stuff up to the surface for me and made me, um, yeah, think about. I mean, even kind of casting myself back to my early part of my career. Um, this whole idea of professional, unprofessional, something actually has kind of been labeled at me quite a lot in early parts of my career. You know, I was told often that I didn't dress professionally enough, or I talked too much, or I talked a bit too loudly, or maybe I should talk a bit less. Um, mm. And so I've got this kind of latent, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A kind of you hang. Well, it is essentially a hangover from years gone by. Is you know, kind of, is it okay to be yourself? Is it okay to be vulnerable? Um, you know, even on the podcast, I've said to you before. You know, I kind of worry that I'm kind of you know too, how too extra, too whatever. Um, and so yeah, vul- vulnerability was the word that struck me and mm. the feeling that both of you both both of us were um were, were experiencing um after last week's podcast
1: mm. and the I hadn't made that direct line or that directly from the word that was swirling around my head after we'd um pressed uh publish on last week's podcast was unprofessional and similar to you I think if I've strayed too close to my real unfettered self too loud too expressive too much to me whatever it might too be opi- too opinionated too opinionated mm. for sure asking yeah. too many questions being yeah. to me then um unprofessional is the word that gets leveled has been leveled and I and, and then I level it myself and I was leveling that word at myself but what you said the way that you you kind of framed it which made me stop in my tracks was we were silly and in being silly you're being vulnerable and of course you are because we were just being free we were just being playful and and then we had this kind of side swipe from our own kind of inner critics going yeah you've been too too much of that that's not professional but it is it was a moment of vulnerability and then Brene Brown who's definition of, of vulnerability sort of sums up for me what we're doing with this this podcast she said definition of vulnerability is uncertainty risk and emotional exposure which flipping heck that's what we're doing with this pod right no neither of us not what we're doing we just thought we'd start doing it see what happened and that is uncertain risky and we are emotionally exposing ourselves whether we're being silly or honest or whatever it might be and so Brené Brown talked about um, having done a TED talk and feeling really, really crappy afterwards. She said that she felt she'd said too much and been too vulnerable. Yeah, and I th- and I think
0: she she admitted that she'd had a breakdown. I think is what she'd done um, in the course of the TED talk, and then afterwards was just crippled with anxiety um, wow. at how vulnerable she'd been. And then she and, and she and then she 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 named it, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she did a vulnerability hangover, which is such a a wonderful way of putting it. This I've done the brave thing and we talk about you know being courageous and compassionate in our our own values that when we work right but actually this past week has been in a funny sort of a way for a reason that I didn't expect it's been a way to really bring home that being courageous and compassionate actually can be really quite scary and when you've done it you know the courageous thing um and and actually what felt like a very small silly thing um you're in a, you really land in a place of vulnerability and that is hard. It takes courage. But as Brené Brown also said, that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity, innovation and change. Yeah,
0: which is interestingly the three top topics um, from the CEOs that she spoke to, when she asked them what three, what three challenges, what three themes, what three issues are you most concerned about? They said creativity, innovation and change. And she says in order to facilitate those you have to have vulnerability
1: yeah so it's funny isn't it Lottie because we talk about this stuff with clients all the time certainly we know this stuff um intuitively we're big advocates of all of this stuff and yet last week we had a real wobble when we had been free and open and a bit like ourselves really and we'd had this you know, and we were, and I think we genuinely do believe that being free to be joyful and silly and creative and playful is the birthplace of creativity, innovation, and change. We genuinely believe that. And yet we'd also gone, Oh, that felt vulnerable. Ouch! Have we exposed ourselves too much? Have we put ourselves at risk? Um, and that then kicked up all of these kind of little inner critic voices for us about professionalism and how we should be and being too much of whatever it is that we think
0: Yeah, you know. exactly. And you know, we know that actually the pandemic has helped blur those old lines between home and work, professional, unprofessional, kind of, you know, work self and home self. Um and, you know, in days in days gone by, you know, again I can remember, you know, going down to the pub with your work colleagues after work and you'd had a couple of drinks and you might have revealed a couple of things about yourself. And then you go home and you'd go Oh my god, what have I said? What have I said? Have I have I damaged my mm. if I, have I damaged damaged my reputation? Um, and actually, what's really interesting is that there's research that suggests that actually trying to maintain those two separate entities is actually damaging, it's exhausting. Um, and if we have to actively hide these parts of ourselves at its worst, it can actually end up causing burnout. And I know you've read some really interesting things this weekend around ceos burnout invulnerability um haven't you
1: yeah yeah so just to kind of to to touch on that and then maybe to come back to this idea of bringing your whole self to work because there's lots of parts to this puzzle that we've been working through in our heads this week so um there's a really fascinating article in the sunday times um this week that has talked about it's from a um a A psychiatrist who works with high net worth individuals and so sees a lot of very very wealthy people including a huge number of chief executives come through their doors and they were quoted as saying that they've seen a real uptick in the number of chief executives who are um not just self-referring to uh to their um psychotherapy services, but actually there are boards staging interventions, there are personalist executive assistants staging interventions on behalf of these chief executives. And I was doing some real deep reflection because the privilege of the work that I do means that I do get to work with um, a lot of very senior leaders and and they share some very vulnerable things with me. And sometimes I've, I've heard them say things like it's really lonely being a chief executive. People expect you to have all the answers and people expect you to, to, to almost be invulnerable. You know, having, a, having vulnerabilities as a, as a CEO or a member of the C-suite is not something that you're expected to do. You're expected to deliver for your employees, for your team, for your shareholders, for the wider community, so on and so forth. And what the research is showing these days and certainly some of the news stories is that, the toll of that on CEOs can be quite extreme. I mean, there are CEOs that have committed suicide. There are CEOs that have, um, you know, had, had real breakdowns. And I think it's really interesting that the female CEO of um, YouTube, I think it's YouTube, uh, has recently resigned, saying she's burnt out and wants to spend more time with her family, similar to um, Jacinda Ardern last year. And it's almost more permissible for female leaders to do it than it is for male leaders to do it. The ability to be vulnerable, to be real, to be human just isn't there, particularly for male chief executives as much. So I thought that. And in a way, this idea of maintaining two separate cells for me sits there because there's the persona that you put on, the corporate persona that you put on for the employees, for the markets, for whoever else. Right. as As a leader. And then there's the real you, which probably still feels like the little girl or little boy that you were 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. And if you're not allowed to bring that real human, silly version of you to work in any form. That's a lot of emotional labor and energy that you are taking to to conceal. That's a lot of pressure on top of the pressure of the role. And everything. that's true. Um, You know, and I think
0: I, I kind of feel that more acutely than others, I think, um, from a real kind of personal um, level, kind of this idea that maintaining these two separate identities is damaging. And, you know, as you well know, Lorna, and I'm kind of happy to share my story. Um, 18 months ago, as you know, my marriage broke down painfully, irrevocably, um, and it was not my choice. Um, So I chose in the early days to not share any of what i was going through with my clients i chose to wear my veneer of professionalism you know feeling as if maybe clients might question my ability to do my job if they knew that i was you know mentally um not in a great place and, and i was and i was deeply vulnerable and i remember one meeting i had um with some clients where actually interestingly i didn't feel particularly psychologically safe with them which actually is a real component of being able to be vulnerable. And I went into the um, I went into the lose before the meeting and I was actually crying. And I was looking at myself in the mirror, just going, pull yourself together, be professional, be professional. And I did the meeting and I drove home. And I thought afterwards, I thought, I can't do this anymore, I can't. And then um, about a week later, I went up to um, an award ceremony for one of our clients. And I was sat next to the chief people officer And we were on the top table with the with the exec, um, with the board, with the chief executive. And we were having all the normal kind of surface level conversations. And suddenly she just went, how's your husband? And at that moment, and it was it was such a seminal moment. At that moment, I told her everything. I literally told her everything. I laid myself completely bare and I told her the whole story from start to finish. And I sat there and you know what she did? she responded by telling me her remarkable life story that had some real twists and turns, some really deeply personal information in the story that we shared. And we were two women sitting there being utterly vulnerable, surrounded by this kind of veneer of professionalism. And within kind of that, there we were. And um, a couple of weeks later, um, I got a little goodie bag and it was cookies that she'd had delivered mm. with inspirational messages on. Um, and from that moment on, I, I I told everyone, I told all my clients, I just said, this is what's happening to me. And mm. as a result, every single relationship with every single client has deepened. It's It's I mean, it's it, for me, there's no going back for me. Vulnerability. And courage is is the only way forwards.
1: Did you tell the client that you didn't feel psychologically safe with? Did you also tell them?
0: No, I never told no. them.
1: Yeah. No. And so that's really telling for me because I think we've we've sort of said at the beginning, you know, bringing your whole self to work, being being yourself, unleashing creativity, unleashing um innovation requires you to be vulnerable, but that requires a bedrock of of trust, of safety. And what you had with that beautiful chief people officer was this bedrock of psych- psychological safety. You were able to feel safe with them. And so I'm going to guess that you also had that foundation with the other clients that you chose to share it with. I've, I know a couple of, of them and I, I know that they're, you know, people you can feel ab- with you're at
0: you're, a- you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's this this idea of for people to be able to be vulnerable and for you to be, you know, feel safe to do it, there's got to be that element of, of safety, whether you've got that in yourself thinking, I actually don't care, I'm just going to be me, which as a singer and a performer, is what you often tap into when you're when you're performing on stage. I'm going to share something about about me. I'm going to put it out there, and I don't know how it's going to be received. It's, it's you know it's scary. We, I don't know, but I need to do that to give give my best. What you did was ensure that there was that foundation of of psychological safety, which I think for for workplaces is why trust and psychological safety is so foundational to everything else. Because without it people actually cannot then be their true selves. And I just want to touch on this whole bring your whole self to work thing, which is what you were doing in in that example that you really courageously just shared. Your whole self was experiencing this really, really crappy situation. And it was taking up a lot of your physical, emotional
0: energy
1: energy and time, quite frankly. And so to be able to be your whole self required you to say, I am going through this. And um, I think very often, we throw around bring your whole self to work as a little bit of a flippancy. And in a way, it's now got a bit of a backlash because of it. People have said, well, what if your whole self is an asshole?" Or if your whole self's just being a really grumpy cow today? It's like, well, I would say that actually the vulnerable place is like three layers below that grumpy cow or that arsehole. Right, so you're not really bringing your whole self if you aren't operating from a a vulnerable place, and you can't be vulnerable. So it's no good saying to people, "Bring your whole self to work," but it's not psychologically safe to do so. We can't tell you how we're going to react if you be be you. So there's got to be that bedrock, that kind of that. I'm in my mental image, it's like vulnerability is a tightrope, right? It's a tightrope, it's a high wire, and you've got to have a big old trampoline of Trust and psychological safety underneath it for people to walk that tightrope. Yeah, it's just—I mean, essentially, it's just—it's
0: just allowing yourself and having permission to be more human. Be more human. Make mistakes. Don't get everything right all the time. You're not perfect. Just yeah, that whole idea of sort of authenticity and humanity that actually should be celebrated and not um and not curtailed.
1: Totally totally and I think um what we did last week is we were human we were we felt silly so we were silly you know there was something that we've been giggling about and was making us laugh so we did it we got it out of our systems I think we also had a fairly good stab at talking about the the content of the um of of the pod as well but we were just bringing ourselves to 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 our work we were just tapping
0: creativity too though right I mean that's the thing I love about um vulnerability and authenticity actually it's a real um it's a real lead-in for creativity going back to what Bernie Brown was saying
1: yeah absolutely in fact I know this because as a singer um, I've got it's this kind of vulnerability creativity um trap is the thing that I struggle with the absolute most and my vocal coach knows this which is why he gets me to do improv and jazz scatting which is the scariest thing in the world so but it's absolutely true the freer you can be to be as vulnerable as you as you want to be as silly to make mistakes to put yourself out there to stand yourself up for ridicule that is the sweet spot where creativity happens where connection happens where innovation happens when When relationships deepen great relationships deepen because you've you know sort of been a bit more true a bit more honest about who you are and so yeah we've sort of come full circle haven't we we've come full circle from oh my god are we too extra to it's know, okay it's okay it's and, okay oh, here's an interesting reflection on even us two who bang on about vulnerability all the live long day had a moment of it and it was scary and we're taking ourselves seven days to talk ourselves around <laughs>
0: And we're, Seven, um, and we're okay now and we'll be ludicrous oh again from next week more
1: lu- ludicrosity is that even a word oh that's a lovely word oh. ludicrosity i don't is know it? If it that is sounds a bit angry that word ludic it is it's more ludicrosity from lorna and lottie next week <laughs> <laughs> you've nailed that's it baby cool. yet again <laughs> brilliant that's- um what are we talking about next week? We've got so many things you want we want to. We are about. we are absolutely talking Watch. about
0: vulnerability, unleashing creativity. We have so much to talk about. I don't even
1: I don't even think we've nailed it yet. I I messaged you a list this morning. Let me just see if I can get my list up before. We yeah, my, off. my 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 oh yeah. Sunday morning spam. Um, I always send you some Sunday morning spam. Oh, that we've just completely outed ourselves as recording this on a Sunday, like strictly rather than. Um, than actually on monday oh morning. yeah no I, that's
0: true oh, it's only because I've, I've got to go up to i've got to go up to london tomorrow to do some actual work with actual lovely clients um so we're doing it today
1: oh good lord i sent you a lot of messages this morning so what we want to talk about what i would really love to talk about so many yeah. things generation Z, and why brands are listening as much to gen Z on tiktok as they are to consultants and old men that's a quote from the times um successful women stepping down to spend time with their family why is that okay why is it happening at the moment what is it a mark of are they giving up or actually is that a good thing um lots and lots of other things that i can't remember now Um, something about
0: barbie and the patriarchy
1: barbie and the why every (laughs) leader especially a male one needs to watch the barbie movie i have cliff notes and a whole essay written on this maybe maybe
0: we should maybe we should ask our three listeners. What they think we should do next week yes so
1: <laughs> di- dial in whatsapp us tell us in the street, whatever it might be do you want i'll be the patriarchy do you want why are women quitting top jobs in so many numbers it seems or do you want whatever the third or was something about generation z and their influence on the workplace and and brands those Brilliant. are your choices we'll see you next week it might be sunday it might be monday who knows <laughs> um that's it bye thank you so much